0: It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Happy tenth of December, or whenever you are listening to this. Yep, it's the tenth. It's a Saturday, not a Friday. I. Failed to get my podcast out yesterday. There were reasons. There were reasons that contributed to me not getting it out, but I take full responsibility. So I do apologise for that. Our cat went missing, our car wouldn't start, our alarm didn't go off. So my attempt to record the podcast first thing Friday morning about 6 a.m. before we had to leave for London did not go to plan. But lesson learnt, record earlier on in the week. Anywho, moving forward, it's December. As we all know, if you've watched any Christmas films, and I have to admit, I have watched quite a few, starting from probably the middle of November, I started watching them. They're all about giving. That's sort of the spirit of of December, of the month, of Christmas. Giving and also receiving. We, like, we know we like to receive. Although, the more people I speak to, the more I realise that actually a lot of people get slightly anxious about receiving things worried about that they might not like what they're given and then how do they not show that on their face and actually quite a few people i'm realizing really like giving obviously there's some anxiety about will they like what i've given them but often we actually feel quite a lot of excitement about giving to people now a week or so ago i did three days at a primary school down in Kent. If you like watching YouTube videos or are interested to see how that actually went and how my gigs work, I, I did film the whole thing. So it's up as a vlog, I guess, on YouTube. So you can find it by just typing my name um, and yeah, it should come up. So you can have a watch of that, see how it all went. But on the third day, essentially we've got, I worked with years three, four and five, 90 minutes for each year group every day. So they had three lots of 90 minutes over the three days. So first day is sort of introduction to positive psychology and why we might want to feel differently and teaching them about the concept of perspective, all that good stuff. The second day was about resilience. And the third day was all about actually understanding how we impact other people. And one of the activities that we did on that day was a random act of kindness. So I brought in some chocolates and said to the kids, what we're going to do is we're going to pick somebody, a staff member who's not in this room, who you all think deserves some recognition. And we are going to give them a box of chocolates, but it's not about the box of chocolates. We're going to tell them why we think that they're deserving of this box of chocolates and why we really appreciate them. And the kids obviously got really, really excited. And so they all picked a staff member, and the staff member came in, they were absolutely silent. And one of them got up to the front and handed her the box of chocolates and said, We want to give you this because we really appreciate how hard working you are, how full of energy you are when you um, work with us, and whatever the reason was for giving it to that, that teacher. And then I would ask, Okay how teacher how do you feel about receiving this gift and most often it was i feel overwhelmed and very emotional but also very grateful and it's been an absolute pleasure you know working with you guys and when that teacher left i asked the kids how did you feel giving it to them and they said really really good we felt really happy really joyful really jolly and Yes, it's the beginning of December. Yes, I think that day was the 1st of December. So they'd all got their advent calendars that morning. They probably all started getting their Christmas trees or excited to get one. And thinking about writing their Christmas list, maybe seeing Santa. And actually to pause and have that moment where they were actually giving something. Recognition, most importantly, to somebody else was such a powerful moment. And to hear how that made the other person feel, but also how it made them feel and yes you know at the end of this month we will be giving gifts to other people and we'll be receiving that feeling ourselves but what i thought was throughout today's podcast why don't we actually look about look into the science of what happens to us when we do something for somebody else we're all wired to want things whether that's somebody giving it to us or us earning the money to go and buy it ourselves and actually, we we haven't been taught much about well what happens and why would we want to give stuff to other people other than that it's moral and we should and it's kind. But intrinsically, everything that we do is selfish. When you give to charity, you give to charity because of the feeling you'll get thinking about how that money will impact those kids. You might get a fuzzy feeling as you walked away. Yes, you're not doing it, necessarily for the feeling but you're doing it for the image it will paint in your mind of you having supported those people now that doesn't mean that you're selfish in a bad way but realistically nothing that we ever do is selfless everything is selfish but of course we can do selfish acts that take away from other people or we can do selfish acts that actually give to other people so again neither like selfishness is pretty much just being more like yourself self-ish being more like yourself and doing things more in line with you and what you want to do and most people aren't going to give to charity if they don't want to and if they don't want to they're doing it because of the recognition they'll be getting or because they think it's the right thing to do but if you're giving to charity for all the right reasons it's because you want to support a cause right? We all get that. I'm going to stop droning on about that. But let's move on and have a look about the neuroscience of acts of kindness, okay? Because I think this is super interesting. So when we give an act of kindness, and this can literally be holding a door open for somebody, giving a compliment, giving somebody a gift, obviously the more intense or more unusual or more impactful the act of kindness is, the more this what I'm about to share will increase and be apparent and the more good feelings you'll have. So holding a door open for somebody, especially if you're thinking about other things in your mind, might not really spur anything on in you. They're probably, let's say, conscious acts of kindness we want to be doing. So when we commit an act of kindness... A hormone called oxytocin is released in our body. Now, oxytocin is a cardioprotective hormone and also an antioxidant. So what that means is that when oxytocin is released in the body, it causes a chemical called nitric oxide to be released. So you've got oxytocin being released and then nitric oxide being released. And nitric oxide actually has an impact where it expands the blood vessels which reduces blood pressure and therefore protects our heart okay so what i also found was interesting when i was researching this is that oxytocin and how it's released into the body that's also the the basis for viagra as well which was interesting to interesting to learn but just like how when we focus on things that stress us out or things that happen and we decide to think negative thoughts about them thoughts that might make us anxious or feel annoyed or feel frustrated Stress hormones are released. When we take that perspective, we cause the stimulation of stress hormones. For instance, cortisol, adrenaline, or norepinephrine. I think I said that right. (laughs) We cause those things to be released. You know, why? Well, it's because when we were hunter-gatherers and we heard a, a twig being snapped when we believed that we were alone, it probably meant that something was coming to get us or we heard some noises, our heart would start racing. We'd think that's probably something coming to kill me. I need to get my guard up. Our muscles would tense. Those thoughts that we had would stimulate feelings, which would stimulate the stress hormone and especially adrenaline to be released, which would sort of bring up all those reserves of energy so that if we needed to run, we could. But as we all know, in the experiences that we have where we start thinking negative thoughts that stimulates that stress response. We might be sat down in an office or on a phone call and we don't need the adrenaline that makes us run, right? Um, we, don't, we don't need that much energy. But what is also super interesting and that mo- what most of us forget is we don't get stressed because of a situation. We get stressed because of the thoughts we associate with the situation so if you thought thoughts of kindness or gratitude when some when a situation occurred you would stimulate the release of oxytocin which as we said essentially is good for your body good for your heart is an antioxidant all those good things lowers the blood pressure or if you choose to think a a negative thought then what you're really doing is stimulating the stress hormones, which are then going to make you feel anxious, nervous, maybe panic a little. And again, that's not because of the situation, it's because of your thoughts of the situation. So right now, if I'm being honest, my cat is sat right next to me. She's just come over and sat next to me. (laughs) And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is she going to bite me? I can feel my arms tensing up. If I reach for something right now, if I move too quickly or even you know what, even slowly, she will jump out of her skin. Oh my gosh, she just moved just then and I can feel my body tensing and my heart starting to race. I am now releasing stress hormones based on thoughts about a situation that hasn't actually happened, about the potential situation that could happen and most likely will. <laughs> I'm not, this is not paranoia. Yeah, I guess it is in some form. But we do it in small situations as well as big situations such as we've just been let go of our, from our job. We have just um, hurt somebody in some way physically or, or verbally, mentally, whatever that might be. So in this idea of random acts of kindness and whether we're stimulating oxytocin or stimulating the stress hormones, what is really interesting is that these random acts of kindness are not just kindness towards other people they're also kindness towards ourselves so yes if we do something nice for somebody they're going to feel good but now we also know that we feel good as a result of that and we also know why so by choosing to think gratitude thoughts gratitude related thoughts or kind kind thoughts we're having an impact on other people and also an impact on ourselves. And this goes even further, where we don't even have to be complimenting anybody, giving people things, but actually just by the feelings that we have in our body and the quantity of happiness and gratitude that we have within ourselves and the type of thoughts that we're thinking, whether they're positive or negative, those naturally have an impact on other people. There's, again, science behind it. Um, This science, there's been quite a few studies done and it's shared many times it was originally discovered by someone with a PhD you know it's all backed up and what this science says is that if you are let's say feeling really good feeling really happy feeling really grateful and I'm not saying like skipping around or smiling from ear to ear you know like somebody somebody's just taken some kind of happy pill but just feeling good in yourself calm relaxed content with life you will have an impact on people three degrees outward of you so what that means is that the people you're in a room with or who you see or who you speak to on the phone whatever that might be you will actually increase their happiness and the stats are that you'll increase their happiness by 16 percent. so how you feel just by you feeling good The way that you respond to things, your heart rate, will actually impact the person you're speaking with or simply just being with. Now then what happens, and this is super cool, is that that person, the next interaction they have, they will transmit 10% of that positivity to that other person. Obviously that's not taking away from their own 16% plus whatever they had originally, but they are going to have an impact on that person they're with that increases that person's happiness up by 10%. And as I said, it's three degrees. So you've got the person you're originally with, the person that that person then went on to be with, and actually it goes another, a third degree. So by that second person, the people that that person's around, or maybe it's just a text that they send or a FaceTime they have, they will impact another person's happiness or group of people's happiness by 6%. So you are having an impact on people's happiness who might even be in a different country, right? So if you're... At work, and you come into work feeling really jolly, feeling really good you 're happy you don't, don't sort you just take things as they come, you have a positive perspective. The people in your office right you will increase their happiness by sixteen percent they might then go and have a meeting with somebody in another office they'll increase their happiness by 10 percent and those people in the other office might go home and because their happiness is then increased by 10 percent they will increase the happiness of those around them their family by six percent so you're increasing the happiness of people that you haven't even met and what this comes down like actually boils up boils down to is you could impact up to 125 people just through one positive interaction 125 people that is mad So, knowing all of this, knowing that we decide how we feel. So, in any situation, say, let's put it this way the next negative or seemingly negative situation you encounter, rather than choosing to get stressed about it, think negative or stressful thoughts, which will then release those negative hormones, the stress hormones, actually choosing to breathe, to relax, to think, do you know what? I'm be grateful for this situation because of X, Y, and Z. So maybe name, reel off three reasons why you're grateful for what's just happened, knowing that that is gonna increase the oxytocin in your body, which will will release that nitric oxide, which all in all, if you were to do that every single day, do some kind of gratitude every single day or act of kindness, your heart is going to be on a permanent summer holiday (laughs) because it's just being fed so much good antioxidant and cardioprotective hormones, right? (laughs) that that would be interesting an interesting study to see what happens to the quality of someone's heart through a sort of year's worth of constant gratitude practice i'd be intrigued to see if that's actually a study that's been done so after choosing to pick that positive perspective the next situation you're in you are actually happier with the group of people that you're in, and you know that how happy you are in that situation is going to impact them and impact two sets of people that they then encounter and interact with. Absolutely mental stats. So I really hope that this inspires you to maybe go out and do an act of kindness, to become more conscious of how you're responding to situations, how you're showing up in situations, even if you're not feeling the best, even if you haven't had the best day, actually thinking if i'm happier i'm going to impact the people around me their happiness will then probably then impact my happiness (laughs) i'll I'll increase their happiness they'll increase mine it will become easier and you're going to be helping so many more people now whilst i was also researching the science behind acts of kindness i learned something um that is like a little practice that some I think just a family did and I found it really interesting it's called a gratitude jar now you can do this with your family or you can just do it by yourself it doesn't really matter I think it's more powerful if you do it with other people but what this family did is that they had a jar by I think it was the like a window sill by the door and every time they came in the door, went out the door. There was a little pad by that jar and they would write down something that they were grateful for that someone had done or something they'd experienced throughout that day. And then at the end of the year, I think probably like Christmas time, they would empty the jar and all read out the bits of pieces of gratitude that they'd popped in there over the whole year And what happened was their family were often quite surprised. Oh, I didn't know that you saw that. I didn't know that you'd noticed that I'd done that. I didn't really realise how much you appreciated that. And by you appreciating something someone did for you, then for them to read that makes them feel good because you're essentially appreciating and complimenting them for having done that. So it's like full on spiral when everyone ends up feeling good. Now, if I didn't want to do this with my family, what I would do, and actually, to be honest, what I've started doing, not with a gratitude jar, but just in my journal, is either every week or every month. To be honest, I do this every week, but on a Sunday, and I think I'm going to start doing this with a jar every month, is writing down sort of little blessings or things that have happened that really excited you, that was a really lovely moment, things that you're really grateful for, and you pop it down on paper or in that jar. And then at the end of the week or month, you open them all up, you read through them all. And if you think that you've had a terrible month or a terrible week, or you haven't achieved as much as you wanted to, if you read all of those slips of paper, you ought to be like, hang on a minute. I actually achieved so much. This month was brilliant oh, I completely forgot that, that person did that. I'm going to go and message them and say thank you. This has been really helpful for me on a weekly basis because at the minute, I don't have too many gigs because it's the build-up to Christmas, companies are sort of winding down and schools are getting ready to shut. So things are pretty quiet at my end and it can feel like i'm i mean i've got lots to work on in, in the background so it's not like i don't have anything to do but you know when you're i'm um, traveling less and it feels like you're achieving less so i can find that i'm thinking gosh i've been so unproductive i haven't done anything but what i decided to do on sunday was to write down hang on a minute let me look at everything that's happened this week i read back over my journal I was like oh my gosh so much Has happened I'd things I'd completely forgotten about or because working from home and working for myself I don't necessarily remember what day of the week it is and weekends mean very little to me in, in my work and my lifestyle I might think that happened three weeks ago when actually that it was only four days ago so I remember one week I thought that I had not achieved much at all and actually I'd got a an inquiry from a huge huge company who have Um, Bases all over the country and the world um they're a delivery service um, and they wanted me to come and speak at one of their um one, one of their bases and i'd sort of completely sort of forgotten about it and it was just a reminder to be really appreciative of that and there were so many other examples whether it was just a moment either a success in business or just oh I'm really grateful for that moment that I had with Jordan where we just had a really lovely evening and watched a really great Christmas film something as small as that and writing that down really put everything into perspective and reminded me that when we're focusing on lack lack of productivity, lack of success, lack of income, we forget uh, We forget all the examples of gain that we've achieved, all the abundance that's actually come in at the same time as we're focusing on this lack. So whether you want to get your own gratitude jar, you want to get a notebook, or maybe you just, you know, whilst you're having breakfast with your family, just go around and say one thing that you're grateful for, or at the end of the day, at dinner time you say, what was the best thing that happened in your day that is one of my favorite ones what was the best thing that happened in your day-to-day or best moment and what me and Jordan find is that we (laughs) name about three to five things because we can't decide which was the best one but actually if we hadn't done that we might have thought that there weren't very many special moments and we're not just doing it because this is a moral thing to do or because it's what we're told to do I don't want to just tell you guys to do stuff But you now know the science behind it. You know that it's going to massively impact your health, your happiness, the happiness of those around you, which is then going to increase your overall quality of life. If you're happier and you're increasing the happiness of those around you, your finances will probably increase. You'll be more likely to get a raise from work. And it sounds stupid, but based on the stats, based on the science, it makes total sense. So I hope that this has convinced you to go out and do some small or big act of kindness. I have seen a couple of times on Instagram, you know, there's those accounts that post almost like happy news. That, those are what you should be following, by the way, happy news rather than the news, because it's not news, it's gossip essentially newspapers are just filled with gossip and rumors and negative stories and things to make you shiver in your sleep or you know not want to go outside it it's not the news it's not what's actually new in the world because they don't put down most of the good stuff but anywho the ones that i had seen um a couple of them i'd seen kia i don't know how to say his name Yeah, I don't know too much about him, but I do know that he's earned a lot of money. I think he's an actor, correct me if I'm wrong. He's an actor, and he actually lives in a, I think, a little house in a village. He takes the tube and buses. He donated, I think, £76 from that he earned from one of his films to a charity. He has been seen just walking with homeless people, just talking to them, chatting to them. He has, and yet he, his wife died, his daughter was born and passed away soon after. He supported his sister through leukemia, I think it was, and so, so many other things. And yet that's what he chooses to do, he has this acting career, he has a career that he loves and. Every day he wakes up and chooses to do things that money can't buy and that actually give him more happiness than he could possibly ever buy. And it's so true. If you have everything, if you have all the stuff, if you have all the money, buying more isn't going to increase your happiness. It might be instant gratification. But what's really going to make you feel good is gaining respect from other people and not respect based on what you look like, what clothes you have, the car that you're driving. Respect from being seen as a good freaking person. That's all I want. To be honest, it's why I dress in black. I wear, this goes in the gym and it goes day to day. I wear most of the time a quarter zip, black, slightly cropped sweatshirt and black ripped jeans. The rips because I'm five foot four and I feel like they, rather than me just dressing fully in black, <laughs> rather than looking like I'm going to a funeral, the ripped jeans sort of add, add a little something. And that's just what I wear. And in the gym I wear a black sports where I wear black leggings and a black t-shirt or a hoodie of some sort. Because I do not want to be and because I do a lot of handstands in the gym. And some people think that's cool. And I really want to be respected for my mind and my skill. Whether that's the skill of doing a handstand, a skill of having built up my muscles over time, or the skill of communicating, of speaking, of helping improve other people's mental well-being that's what i want to be known for i don't want to be known for what i'm wearing or what i look like yes i care about not not, like i guess looking good yeah i i want people to not find me horrendous to look at but that's i do not put much effort in to sort of spending on clothes and makeup i I would rather put less makeup on and be seen as natural because for me, I think that's more respectful than piling your face with tons of makeup and then being really worried that it's gonna rub off during the day. And then people seeing that you've got smudged eyeliner or a patch on your face that looks a completely different color to the other. Now, this isn't me putting shade on other people who do wear lots of makeup. I really don't mind. Makeup is an art form curling your hair is an art form fashion is an art form and like i really love interior design (laughs) i really i don't want to show off my house to anybody but i really love making cozy spaces and that's not for anybody else so i totally understand that people some people absolutely love fashion because they love it they love being able to put together an outfit that just works or creating a dish a, food, a a meal that just tastes and looks amazing and um, it's just so fulfilling and so satisfying but of course there's also people who who do it for maybe the wrong reasons or out of insecurity now because i don't really care about fashion i don't really care about makeup and i want to look natural and i want to put as much focus as i can on my skill rather than what i look like i just take sort of the easy option i eliminate the choice i have a very simple makeup routine i i don't straighten my hair i occasionally plait it because i like how it goes wavy um and i wear the same clothes every single day and i know this might feel like it's taken a bit of a tangent but the point is it all relates back to this idea of happiness and kindness and i was really inspired by seeing that Kiana reeves post because it just reminded me of what actually increases oxytocin and increases the feel-good hormones. It's doing things for other people. Connecting with other people. And connecting with yourself. Feeling like you've done the right thing. Every time that I do something that isn't actually in line with my with myself, what I really believe, what I really think, what I really want, or how I wish other people would... Uh, be behave with me, and I've behaved differently to how I might want that it really I lose respect for myself, it creates stress and anxiety in myself, which doesn't make me feel good so yes, put so much effort and attention into the things that really draw satisfaction in you, whether that 's interior design um, uh, designing or drawing or Filming, photography, makeup, whatever that might be. Posting really great stuff on social media. Some people show off on social media. Some people really just want to inspire others through social media. Keep going with that stuff. But you will know whether it is long-term and short-term increasing the levels of oxytocin or increasing the levels of cortisol in your body. Really become aware of what that thing is feeling in your body and it might become easier if you start doing one of these gratitude practices the gratitude jar daily gratitude end of the day reflections on the best thing that happened if you start doing those things and maybe or maybe like once a week you do a big act of kindness whether that's talking to a homeless person taking something to the charity shop or buying A meal for someone who can't necessarily afford it, donating to the food bank. As soon as you start doing more of those things, you'll recognize that feeling. You'll recognize how it feels when those chemicals are released in your body, those feel good ones. You'll start chasing more of it. And every time those stress hormones are released, you'll notice it even more because it's such a big contrast to the oxytocin, to the feel good chemicals. So I'm going to stop talking, I'm going to leave this there. Again, I apologise that this is a day late and I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. As always, please do leave a review, rate this out of five stars, subscribe, press the notification bell. It's actually super useful. I, I click the notification bell on YouTube and on podcasts that I want to hear when they're out because... There's some that I listen to and I absolutely love, like Francesca Amber's Law of Attraction Changed My Life. That's one of my go-to. She posts on hers every Friday. And actually, if they weren't up or I've forgotten it, having that reminder is just so useful because I really love listening to her. So thank you again for listening along and investing your time in positive content and how you can increase your positivity and the positivity of those around you. So all that is left to say is... I appreciate